Okay, so tonight we will listen to a song that was put out at the beginning of the, of the whole situation that we're still going through um, from Ari Kunser, Mishabeir Chetzal. Playing uh, the How It Came Down, huh? Huh? The song? No, the, no. the song just popped into my head and I, and I just like, that we're going to use that. It happened like on Sunday. I had no idea why. And then Brother Donnie over here came over to me and said, Hey, what are you speaking about tonight? I'm like, I don't know. And the second he walked out of the room, things started to percolate. All right, let's listen. Okay, shh. He asked as many questions as say. Might be more. Well, you mentioned this. Hey, guys, it's a good song. Listen. Oh, oh, oh. Who Ki Hashem Elokeichem, Ha'olechimachem, Li'ilachem Lachem, Himovechem, Oh, 
עמכם, להילחם לכם, למוביכם, ליושיע אתכם. כנאמר, אמן. Are you a counselor? A local? Yeah. He wrote that, I mean, for right now. <coughs> so, this is really, and we'll see in a minute, it's really a, it's, it's, a, it's really a hemshech from the Sugis of Yaakov Avinu. So those who have been here, it might mean a little bit more, but even if not, certainly you'll be able to understand so Yigash Elav Yehuda, Yehuda steps up to Yosef for their final, their final battle. They've been battling really for 22 years. Yosef and Yehuda have been battling for 22 years. It got a little bit serious the past you know, week in the Parsha, however long it took for them to go back to Israel and back down. And Yehuda's ready to defend Binyamin to the death. He's ready to fight. Mamash ready to fight. And we know at the end of last week's parsha, Yosef hides the gvia, the cup, into Binyamin's bag, frames him as a ganav. Right? Menashe runs after, after the shvatim, <coughs> says, "Hey, who stole the cup? Oh, Binyamin! Oh, you stole the cup. Let's you're going to jail." <coughs> and they come back, and then we know this. This week's parsha starts by Yehuda stepping up to defend Binyamin. And just today, I was learning the Meir Shiloh with somebody. And he points out, a, he points out a, I'm not going to give his answer, just this question. He points out a very simple question. <clears throat> Yehuda never answers the Taina about Binyamin being a Ganav. Right? The whole meaning that they were brought back was because Binyamin's a Ganav. Yehuda never talks about that. Yehuda says, you know, uh, this brother, you asked me to go down, and I have a father, and he loves the brother, and if I bring him back, and if I don't bring him back, he's going to die. A whole emotional spiel. He never actually says, Binyamin's not really a Ganov, you know, someone must have framed him. No such words. Why not? And question number two on Yehuda's, you know, defense. Why would he think that the viceroy, the second in command of the most powerful nation in the world, would care that they have a father who's going to be sad, he's going to die, if this guy Binyamin doesn't... His son Binyam doesn't come back. Why do you really think that was going to work? What kind of... You know, Mr. Yehuda, you thought Yehuda was going <coughs> to say, listen, give him back or I'm going to kill you. And the Medjoshim speak like that. Why didn't Yehuda just say that? I'm going to kill you, Yosef. And that he didn't know it was Yosef, of course, at the time. He's ready to fight. What was this emotional, you know, defense? And when it comes to Yosef, or Tzafnas Paneach, Maybe we'll call him Safnas Panech for right now. Number one, and this is really a little bit of a longer shmooze, but we'll, we'll answer it in, in short. What was he doing with his brothers? A lot going on over here. He calls them Miraglim spies. He takes Shimon. He sends back them back up to get Binyamin. And this takes months. He didn't know if they would even come back. He sent them away. Imagine if the famine would have ended, let's say. Shimon would be left with them. The brothers never would come back. What, what was he trying to accomplish? Not only that, it says, I think that's a Lashem. 
he couldn't hold back anymore. Yehuda's giving this whole shmuz, and Yosef couldn't hold back anymore. He's getting emotional, it seems like. And he, want, he, was, he couldn't hold back from revealing himself. It's mashma, though. What's a mashma? He would have kept hiding if he could. He couldn't hold himself back anymore. But, but if he could have, he would have. Why? why? Why was he trying to hold back? What was he going to accomplish by holding himself back more? Yehuda Yosef, you know, Machlokas, World War, two, two world powers, it really, right, the leader of Leah, the leader of Rachel, ultimately going to be two types of Mashiach, Mashiach ben Yosef, Mashiach ben David. This fight started 22 years ago. Could be there's some jealousies involved, who's going to be the leader, we're not clear how the whole thing started. But ever since that original fight, they both had long journeys. You come out don't hear about any other brothers, Reuven a little bit. Ever since the beginning of Pars Vayeshev, you only hear about Yosef and Yehuda. And they had big journeys, a lot of Yeridas, some Elias, Yeridas, Elias. And now, now we assume, we assume, that their machlokas is much more mature now. It's not as, perhaps, petty as it once was. So what is this machlokas? And really, we could ask, is it a machlokas? So we spoke, spoke about a few weeks ago about the two paths. Kaddish Baruch had intended, seems to be, in a certain mahalach, that there was the Avram Avinu path, and there was the Yitzhak Avinu path. Right? Avram Avinu is the one who went out to do chesed, to bring Kaddish Baruch to the world, say a bracha, praise Hashem, thank Hashem. Yitzhak Avinu was the one who stayed inside, the Gvura, he stays in the Vesmejish, he davins, he learns, secluded. We know Yaakov and Esau were supposed to take on the two roles. Yaakov was supposed to take on the role of his father Yitzhak to be in the base of Medrash, learning, davening, staying in there. Esau, there was supposed to be a loving relationship and Esau was supposed to take on Avram Avinu's role and go and spread Yiddishkeit in a stronger way. In the beginning, it seems to be, it seems to be, it was black and white. Avram's path, Yitzhak's path. There was the extroverted, there was the introverted. There was the type A personalities, the type B personalities, black and white. You could say, there was the learning, and then there was the working. Right? Black and white. Brotherly love. Right? Two partners. Remember we discussed two brothers being two partners. If you remember. And that seemed to be like that was supposed to be the plan, and Yaakov and Esau were supposed to carry that on. Again, Yaakov, the introvert, the learner, right? Type, I don't know which type personality he would be, but whatever it would be. And Asa would be the extrovert, the one who would go work, the learner, oh, not the learner, the earner and the, you know, as people say it, and the Balchesed. But then we discussed what happened. Yaakov, you know, took on both roles. He saw that Esav wasn't going to take his role seriously. And therefore he had the Echrayas. And with his mother's pushing, he had to take on both roles. He bought the Bechor. He bought the responsibilities of Esav, of the path of Avram Avinu. He was supposed to be only Yitzchak, and now he bought the path of Avram Avinu. 
So we discussed then that if you look at Yaakov's life, it seems to be he tried to split his life half Yitzhak, half Avram. He started off his life learning Torah by Yitzhak. He continued for 14 years in Shem Ve'ever. Then he goes to Lavan, about half, about halfway through his life, 70 whatever, he goes to Lavan, right, to go be the, the working, the, outgo, the outgoing, the extrovert, to try to be, to, to leave Eretz Yisrael we discussed, to mechazek and to bring Yiddishkeit outside. And then he had to come back and he was dealing with Esav and he was dealing with Shechem, all these things that he shouldn't have. All these things that Esau was supposed to deal with. But he took, for many years, he took upon himself these, these Yonim. And then, what happened? The Yeshiv Yaakov. Now he's back, Beersheva, he's back by his father Yitzchak. And he's ready to settle down. Right? To finish off his life as a Yitzchak, like he once was. Yitzchak, Esau, I'm sorry. Yitzchak, Avram, Yitzchak. That's what Yaakov was going to do. He was himself. Then he took on the Esau role, which was connected Avram Avinu. And then he's going to go back to his own role, like Yitzhak, right? End off in the base magish. But Rashi tells us in Vayeshev, no good. Bikesh Yaakov leishiv b'shal. Well, the Pasuk says Vayeshev Yaakov. Why does it say Vayeshev? So Rashi brings down Chazal. That Yaakov, you know, wanted to live, he wanted to dwell in Shalva, in tranquility. Kafatz alav rogzosha Yosef. The whole situation with Yosef jumped upon him. Tzadikim, says Rashi, Tzadikim evakshem leishiv v'shalva, Tzadikim desire, they request, to live in peace. Omer Hashem, Hashem says to the Tzadik, lo dain le Tzadikim ha'shem esukin ham lo it's not enough for them, that what they have waiting for them, olam haba, elum evakshem leishiv v'shalva, bolam hazeh, they also want to live in olam hazeh, nice and calm? Yeah, right. Kofot t'rog z'asha Yosef, and he deal with the whole situation with Yosef. What was this showing? That when Yaakov took on both roles, and we discussed Yaakov working, again, who are we to discuss Yaakov Avinu, but how we had to learn how to take on that new role. The Sula Mutzavarza, Rosh Hashem Shemaima, then going to Lavan. It wasn't, suppo- it wasn't going to be, like it seems like he thought, half his life Yitzchak, half his life Avram, half his life his own, in the base management learning, and half his life going out. When he took upon the role of Esav, it became one, one mixture, a homogeneous mixture, not two halves, and I'll split my time. It became one. Yaakovinus Teferis. He's not half Chesed and half Gevurah, like his father Yitzhak Gevurah and his grandfather Avram Chesed. It's not half and half. He's a mixture of both. It's a new thing. It's a new entity called Teferis. It's a harmony. It's the mixture of sounds together, blended. You can't even almost hear the individual sounds. It's a, diff- it's a different world. Yaakov Vinu had to put the both together. And therefore, he had to go and marry two wives. Rachel and Leah, Svarm Telas, each one of them comprised of half of the Shechina. Rachel Menu was part, Shechina, was part of the Shechina, Hakdosha. And Leah, Imenu, was part of Shechina. And Yaakov, who's looked upon as Kutsha Brichu, he's not really Kutsha Baruchu, but in that Yichud, L'shein Yichud Kutsha Brichu Shechintei, that's Yaakov and his two wives. Because there's two parts to Yaakov. He's a mixture of both. He's one, but they're 
coming from two. Therefore, he has to marry the two that are really also one. Two parts of the Shechem. And from each of those wives comes out a world power. One comes from Leah, comes Yehuda, and comes from Rachel, Yosef. So you have this massive conglomerate of energy of Yaakov Avinu, which then gets sent down, each one taking a piece of that. But it's not, it's not back to Avraham and Yitzchak and Yaakov and Yosef. It's two parts of that homogeneous mixture of Yaakov and the Teferis. Yehuda takes on Hod and Malchus, and Yosef takes on Netzach and Yisod. Right? Coming from Teferis, again, we're speaking Spheris. Right? Coming from Teferis, what's under Teferis? Netzach, Hod, Yisod, and Malchus. So Yehuda takes half the world, and Yosef takes half the world. Yehuda, we know, is supposed to be the Melech, supposed to be the leader. Chrai is on Klal Yisrael. Supposed to take responsibility as he comes from Malchus. However, unfortunately with Yehuda, he messed up. He messed up early on. As Chazal tell us, the Shvatim had a tain on Yehuda, says Rashi. If you would have told us, because it was Yehuda's idea to sell, if you would have told us to give Yosef back to Yaakov, we would have followed you. You're the leader. But you didn't. And then it says, Vayered Yehuda. Right, the next Aliyah starts, he went down, and then the whole Maisa with Tamar starts. Because they, they downgraded him. Because you were supposed to be the leader, and you messed up. So there was a Kilkul, there was a Pagam in his Midah, in his Midah of Malchus, and therefore he needed a Tikkun. So the Tikkun was going to come, at least the beginning of the Tikkun, was going to come with the Maish of Tamar. Because Yehuda is both Malchus and he's Hod. Right, Yehuda, Hod, that's his name. To be a Melech, to be a leader, to be someone who's taking a chryas on other people, we're speaking in general, it's hard, you can't speak in too many parts, it would take like 500 hours. But to be a Baal chryas on other people, you first have to be a Baal chryas on yourself. Right. <coughs> a person who can't admit his own mistakes, how could you, how could you lead other people? So Kodesh Baruch made it, that he gets involved with this Indian of Tamar, again, not as, for, to make a Pagam in Yehuda, actually it was part of his Tikkun. Because when Yehuda took a Chrayas, and he was Moda, Hod, he was Moda Al Ha'emes, and he was the one with Tamar, he showed that he was starting to regain his hod and part of his malchus, part of his achrayis. That was his first mission, first part of his tikkun. Ultimately, we know that also saved Tamar's life, which was going to be David, which was going to be Mashiach, and the Melech. Meaning because Yehuda was mode, hod, he was mevayish himself, he embarrassed himself. Because of that, the Malchus was born. David. And then ultimately the Mashiach. Right? That's part of his tikkun. If you, you don't want to be the Melech, you're going to be Moda. 
And when he was Moda, he again became the Melech, and therefore you see David, Melech, and Mashiach, the Melech, came out. So mission one accomplished for Yehuda. Yosef, the Tzaddik, the beloved, the fan favorite, the chain of Yosef at Tzaddik, he was supposed to be the one, the Tzaddik, to bring everybody together. The Tzaddik's an Indian, right? The Tzaddik brings everybody together. The Tzaddik has Talmidim, the Tzaddik has a Chasidis, the Tzaddik has a Kehila, a Tzibor, right? One of the Yanam of the Tzaddik, there's many in Yanam of the Tzaddik, one of the Yanam is that he gathers together. Yosef's Lashon, Ma'asif, right? To gather together. Chag Ha'asif. Right? Sukkis, when you gather in the crops, you're gathering everything in. That's Yosef. Again, Yosef means many things. Yosef Aholich, it's a different name. But Yosef also messed up when he jumped the gun, when he told over the dreams before they should have been told over. Because what is the meaning of the dreams? He's gathering everybody together, but bowing down to him. So he knew that that was his Indian, he's the Tzaddik. But you don't tell that to the brothers yet. You're a 17-year-old boy. Wait till you're older. Wait till you're more mature. Till you, you learn and you dive and you become objectively, openly, Bifarhesia the Tzaddik. And then you can tell the people the dreams. You don't become the Tzaddik by telling them the dreams. Dibas Ra, he spoke negatively against his brothers. That's going to create a shalom that created a period. That was the antithesis of his Indian. That's the antithesis of the tzaddik. You don't make people feel bad and separate. Didn't help that Yaakov openly favored him either. So Yosef, the beginning of Yosef's life was the antithesis of what he was supposed to be. So therefore, Yosef had to, by Kaddish also had to Send Yosef on a mission to Masakin. And that mission started by sending him away from his family. And Kaj to make a period from his family. Right? The Tikkun is, is always the opposite. It's not fun. You can't just the Tikkun can't just be, oh there there, Yosef, you know, just be a good boy next time. He made a pagam, and now he has to fix it up. But to fix up a pagam, it hurts. He has to be sent away into the darkness to humble him. But to build him, to make him realize. He had to be sent temptations, then he had the tzaddik also. We see from his descent, where did he go? He went to the base Potiphar, he went to the jail, and then he became the viceroy of Mitzrayim, right? When he went to base Potiphar, what happened almost immediately? He became the head of household. He's learning, he knows how to organize. He knows how to bring people together. Then, he goes to jail. What happened in the jail? He became the head of the jail. Again. Because Yosef Tzadik knows how to organize people. And then, Mitzrayim, he started to run the entire country and to organize the entire country. So we see Yosef is slowly starting to bring his tikkun. The union of the Yisod, of the Tzadik, in a way of Netzach, though. Because so Sof, the household, the jail, and the country, was not his Pneumius, it was his Chitzonius. It was his job. Right? It's a lot easier to organize your job than your own personal household. 
But he was menatzeach. He knew how to organize. He was powerful. Mission one accomplished. But it comes out still, Yehuda has to now, not only is he mowed on his, his own Indian, his own life, he became a melech over himself. That's step A. He, step B is where he has to then be a melech and a balachrayas for others, like he once was. Yosef, like we just said, knows how to, it's fun, it's mamash, punk for care if you're paying attention. Yosef knows how to organize that which is outside of him. The household, the jail, the country. But can he organize his own house, his own family, his own brothers? So Yehuda has worked first. He messed up, and then he, Kaddish Baruch made him first be Misakin himself, and now he has to then, second level is going to be Misakin his Achrayas for others. Whereas by Yosef, it's Fakir. He first had to do a Tikkun to organize outside, and then slowly bring it in. Yeah? So only because there's a Bari Olam in the world who's a Mashgiach of every Prat, and he runs everything, can all these things have happened. And so now we have Yosef and the brothers. There's a lot of questions to ask. Why Yosef never contacted Yaakov for 22 years? Yosef had chances, but there was no mail when he was uh, in base Botifar. He couldn't, he couldn't send a message. And what was he doing, Yosef, we asked, with this whole plan? So what is Yosef's tikkun? He has to bring everybody together. Right? That's Yosef's ultimate tikkun. The brothers messed up. Yehuda messed up. They made a period, between, which he also did. Yosef started off by making a period. They continued the period. They separated. Yosef has to bring everybody back together. Yehuda also wants to unite the brothers. It, but it was from a different angle, from, from inside, from inside of Chrais. Both want to unite, both Shlemus, both to make an Achtas, an Am. One come from the outside in, and one come from the inside out. So Yosef, if you remember, when the brothers came down the first time and they bowed down, what did it say? A few words in the Pasuk. He remembered his dreams. Right? They came down to bow down to him. Now, they didn't know it was Yosef. They didn't know it was Yosef, and they bowed down to him. And he remembered his dreams. Oh. What did he realize then? Well, that's the second thing he realized. But the first thing he realized was, I messed up when I said the dreams in the first place. Because I thought they were going to bow down to me, knowing it was me. And he jumped the gun, and he made a period. Then he realized, no, no, no. It's not about me. It's about achtas. Yes, everybody has to bow down to one tzaddik. But it's not because I'm the tzaddik. It's because the Kaddish Baruch Hu made me the tzaddik. And therefore it doesn't matter if they know who I am or they don't know who I am. Mm-hmm. So then he starts to, then, then, then the wheels start turning. Oh, oh boy. We got to get, we, we got to bring everybody together. And, parenthet- not parenthetically, the dreams, you remember the first dream, it said, I think, 10 stars bowed down? What was the first dream? I don't remember now. It gave a number than no number. I didn't prepare this before, but I, I've seen it. was the harder ones. Okay, and what about the bundles? The bundles don't say a number. Which was first? No bundles. The first one is the second. 
The bundles was the first stream? Bundles was first. I think bundles was first. I think it was. So I had a horror years ago. Whatever. I, I, I didn't look it up. And years ago I had this horror. That the first dream with the bundles, had it had no number. It had no number. The second dream had 11. See, the first dream... When the brothers came down without Binyamin and they bowed down, he also remembered the dreams. He remembered the bundles. Didn't say how many. Could have been ten bundles. But then, if the first dream's true, then we need to get the second dream. What does the second dream say? Eleven stars. Now I gotta get Binyamin to come down here. Mm. To make to fulfill the full dream, which is not me anymore, to Kurdish Borhu's dream, I need to get Binyamin down here. That's where the whole thing started, to get Binyamin to come down. So what happens? Yehuda comes back. Shimon's now in jail. Right? This is last week's parasha. Yaakov, we got to go back down. We need food. Tati. Tati, we need to go back down. We need Binyamin because the guy, the mean guy who we told you about, who put Shimon in jail, he says, we need Binyamin. No, you can't take Binyamin. You're crazy. I already lost Yosef. Now I'm going to lose Binyamin. Not happening. And we know Reuven tried. And then finally, Yehuda, what happened... Yehuda, what does he have to do? He has to take a chryis. But not for himself anymore. He's taking a chryis for somebody else. And not just on a chryis. What did he tell Yaakov, you know? If I don't bring him back, I lose it all. Olam hazeh, olam the highest madrig of a chryis you could take. I'm ready to lose everything if I don't bring him back. Yaakov says, oh, I'll give you a chance to become the leader again. Because he messed up, Yehuda. The brothers dropped him as the leader. Then he went down, started coming back up with his Hoda, mission number one with Tamar. And now he's having an opportunity to fulfill, to fix up his Pagam fully, paying a Christ with Binyamin. Yaakov understands, he says, okay, you can take him. You're the Melech. So Binyamin comes down. Outside, for somebody else, right? Before his moda, al for himself, and now he's taking chayyim for somebody else, and not just not not just anybody else. Yaakov's second favorite son, the first favorite son, they disposed of already. Yosef, his second favorite son, who they might have been jealous of, that's who he's taking chayyim for, right? When you want to do tshuva, you have to go back into the same situation that you were once in. So Yosef's not there anymore. But Binyamin's a good number two. Yeah? Now Yosef... Okay. So Yosef, they come down. And they're... You hear already in the conversations about... They're even speaking about Yosef now. Right? It's been 20 years, 22 years. And they're starting to remember about what happened to Diti Yosef. Reuven said, I should, you shouldn't have sold him. Right? There's conversations going on. They're starting to remember. And they bring Binyamin down and they're starting to realize what they have to do. Taking a chryas for their brother. They realize that something's going on over here. For the Kodesh Baruch Hu, with this, there's, there's an opportunity for tshuva. Now, So they're, do, they're on there. Sorry. <laughs> I wrote this like 10 minutes ago. So they're doing tshuva. 
they're reuniting. Yehuda's coming in. He's giving over this emotional shmuz. Why isn't he talking about the Geneva? Because it has nothing to do with the Geneva. The tshuva of Yehuda has to do with taking a chryas. That's, he, that's what they realize now. There's nothing to do with the Geneva of Binyamin. They're being punished from a Kaddish Baruch or they're being pushed into tshuva. What's the tshuva? Taking a chryas, taking responsibility for Binyamin. Yosef, who's the one who's bringing everybody together, sees they're all coming back together. He hears the conversations. He knows they're regretting what they did to him. He sees them taking a chryas for Binyamin. He didn't want to let that go. He wanted to hold on to that achtus. It was going to keep becoming more and more emotional. Right, the first time they came down, they were discussing, they felt bad for you, who was safe, they shouldn't have done it, maybe. But the second time they come down with Binyamin, and their mom is crying, they're emotional, they don't want to let Binyamin go. He sees the achtus is starting to crystallize. They're doing a full tshuva. He didn't want to let that go. He was trying to hold on as long as he could. Who knows? Maybe they bring Mashiach. But when Yehuda said, when he said the words, avi, if I'm going to go to your master, my father, if I'm going to go back, nenu, and the boy Binyam is not with me anymore, Itanu, v'nafsho kishura v'nafsho, and Rashi says, the reason Yehuda says why I'm stepping up is because v'nafsho, kishura v'nafsho, our, our souls are bound. Because I took a chryas, 100% a chryas with Binyamin. If I don't bring him back, I'm gone. At that point, they became one mamish, Yehuda and Binyamin, which parenthetically is why my wife's uncle, uh, Rabbi Davis from Hollywood, Florida, so he said once, he said, when, 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 they, when Yehuda took a chryas for Binyamin, he said that's why the base of Migdash is built on, on their two portions. Right? It's, it's split. The, the Mizbeach has a line of, I forgot who's, I think it's Yehuda or Binyamin, and Yehuda has a little bit, I forgot exactly. But there's a, there's a combination, the base of Mikdash. Akopano, when Yosef heard the words, Yehuda saying, I took full achrayas, at that moment, Yehuda accomplished mission number two. He became the leader again, the Melech again, he took achrayas for somebody outside of him, not just stop anybody, Binyamin, the one that potentially could have been jealous of, who, who Yaakov favored, and Yosef accomplished his mission number two by bringing everybody back together, but not because of him. Yosef was in the picture. I Meaning they didn't know it was Yosef. He was the viceroy. And yet he was able to accomplish it. They took a cry for their brother Binyamin. They felt bad for Yosef. They felt bad for their father, what they did to him so many years ago. And at that point, I knew Yosef out of Yichai. It was over. Everybody was Masakin. It was a full true Shlema. Although parenthetically, it wasn't 100% a true Shlema because we see in the Parsha, Next week, they still were nervous with Yosef. That's why Yosef wanted to hold on. But he wasn't able to. So there was always still that little doubt, right? When Yaakov passed away, the brothers were nervous. Okay, that's, that's, that's why Yosef wanted to hold on, but he couldn't. So they both finished together. Yehuda finishes off his Masak and his Hod, his Malchus. Yosef's Masak and his Netzach and his Yesod. They, everybody reunites together. Shlemus, mission accomplished. Everything's back together. Shalom Al Yisrael, Yaakov Yisrael. So each, each of the brothers, Yosef and Yehuda, we see how Kaddish Baruch Hu has big plans for them. And he's big plans for everybody. 
And each one was chazak in their mishmar. Each one held fast. Yosef wouldn't budge and Yehuda wouldn't budge. This week's parsha, Because Yehuda had to take full achrayis. He couldn't move. He had to stay there. Ad Mesir's nefesh. And Yosef couldn't stop until everybody came back together. Ad Mesir's nefesh. They wouldn't, they wouldn't budge from their mishmar, from their job, from their mission. Everybody has a mission from a Kaddish Baruch. And we all have to learn that mission. And we have to be chazak in that mission. So when we're listening to the song, the Meshaber, Tzvah HaGanali Yisrael, Yisrael's Yaakov. Yaakov Yisrael. Yaakov's two, two major Talmidim, Yosef and Yehuda. And all the Shvatim, really. And who's going to be the one to help and to save and to protect and to guide those on their mission? Only Kaddish Baruch Hilachim. Kaddish Baruch is the one who battles. He's the one who saves. So of course we dive in for the, the soldiers who need this Meshaberach more than us right now. Because they're on their mission. This is their God-given mission. And they're taking Christ more than we ever could. And we in our, in our ways, in our lives, it could be with Midos, it could be with learning, it could be with Tzedakahs, we also have to take our chrayas and our mission from a Kaddish Baruch Hu just as serious. And to always remember that a Kaddish Baruch Hu is the one who's the lachin, Kaddish Baruch Hu is the one who battles, and he's the one who's the Hashiyah Islam, he's the one who saves us. The Nomar, Amen. Now I gotta listen to it deeper.